This week, Ryan brushes up on Atari history, Andy does a 180 on Pokemon, and we play with the world's most dangerous slinky. I'm Ryan. I'm Andy. And this is Weekend Rental, episode 140. All right, so I think I'm going to kick this episode off just touching on something you'd mentioned the last time. Cause I finally got to uh, get my hands on it. And that is that vampire survivors. Yeah. I don't get why everyone's talking <laughs> about how great vampire survivors is. <laughs> I don't not like it. I just don't get it. It's yeah. I mean, it's not, <clears throat> it's bad controlling. It's not a game Smash TV with it's barely a game elements kind of. ripped from Castlevania. Yeah, it's. I think it's just cool seeing the spectacle of it after sure. a while where it's just a, like a million things on screen at the same time. And there's just something that's so satisfying when you got the right combination of stuff and you're just like mowing through that. Yeah, that feels and it is good. nice that there's like gradual progress and that you can like set attributes in between rounds. But yeah, I, I I played like an hour of it and like I appreciated that it only took one finger to play that game. But I also was like, I don't know that this has a ton of legs for me. Like this yeah. is a good I got nothing better to do game. But the way some people have talked about it made it seem like this is game of the year. I I might put it there. What? Yeah, I love this game. Um, I don't know what it is. It's, it, it, I think it's just that where it's by the end of it, you're just so overpowered. If you have sure. the right stuff that it just feels really good. I don't think I've made it past 10 minutes yet. Yeah. At the beginning, you really need to like get a lot of the money and then okay. you upgrade your things. So you start out better. Sure. Um, that makes sense. That's yeah, that's really what do you recommend putting your money into? Like, what is the best stuff to start with? Because I've gone for like health, but that doesn't seem to do too much for me. No. Honestly, one of the better ones is the more enemies. Kill you faster. It makes it harder, but you get way more uh, gems early on then. So you're flying through levels right away. And that's kind of an expensive one. So usually you want to get the more expensive ones. I think there's a, it's our extra lives one too. That one's really helpful. Okay. So maybe I'm, maybe I'm just not scratching deep enough yet. I need to go back to it. I I don't know if you, if you don't like the main gameplay, it's not going to change. Yeah. I don't not like, I'm enjoying it. I'm just also kind of like, confused as to what the hubba blue was at the same time you know sure. what i mean i did yeah i think once you get into like 20 minutes or 15 20 minutes you really start getting the crazy weapons okay so i just need to go um, back in and do a little more time maybe you could i i i wouldn't be surprised if it's just kind of you're just gonna feel the same about it no matter how far deep you know how far you get into it sure um yeah, the early once you start that game, it, you really can't make it that long. It's one of those those type of roguelike things where you got to build up your guy. Yep. <coughs> yeah, <clears throat> I, I mean, I appreciate the simplicity 
of it. it it's just kind of like, yeah, it seems a little blah so far. Mm-hmm. I so I got into it again after it got it on Xbox, but it sure doesn't have the same legs this time around. I kind of dropped it pretty quick because it's like, yep, it's vampire survivors. Yeah, then they're done that. Yeah, I haven't beat death yet, but I don't know if I want to. It seems like a pain in the ass, but. I like that it gives you an option, though. Like you, if you're persistent enough and get the right power ups and are careful, you can pull it off. Yep. Speaking of that, I didn't put this down as a topic, but I'm signing you up. Um as my campaign partner once again, because monster hunter rise is coming to the series X and game pass on January 20th. Yeah. So I think we need, I think I have somebody else too from work who might be able to jump in and yeah, I'll do that again. I would like to grind through another monster hunter. Yeah. Did you, you got it on switch? I did. Yeah. And I meant to start it with my son and we started a couple times and like this one takes some interesting steps back in like the hub world area. So it was a little even more convoluted than worlds was. Oh, great. In some ways. Uh, yeah. So trying to explain that with my son and like we failed several times in an opening mission. So we just kind of put it down and never went back. But yeah, I did enjoy the couple hours I spent with it, but I think having some actual people who understand the mechanics a bit more would be good. Yeah. I'd and be I'm up curious to see what the visuals look like. Yeah. They great should be upgraded, switch. right? I would hope. Yeah. And those main stories are pretty fun. I'm pretty anxious for a worlds too, but in the meantime, this could be good. That's gotta be happening. Yeah. I mean, they made it fast. Like I'm surprised that's only been a year about since it came out. So, Mm -hmm. and I think it's lining up with the fact that the expansion is also dropping in the near future. So they probably realized, Hey, we can sell a lot more of the expansions if we sell uh, on other platforms also. Yeah. So. Especially if you get it on Game Pass, then you're like, oh, I want more, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I'm excited when I saw that. So, yeah, I'm going to make you play that again. Sure. We'll have, to, we'll have to dust off game nights. I was just thinking about that the other day, too. Like, we got so far <laughs> that first night into Wildlands. We've never been back to Wildlands. Yeah, I know. I think. I keep looking at that game like, yeah, that was kind of fun. I like that yeah, game. Yeah, it's so then, stupid. <laughs> it's it was, it was a really dumb, fun game. I'll have to do that, too. Yep. There's no reason not to. Why exactly? Oh, shit. I just dropped the phone and then caught it on my nutsack. Felt great. <laughs> Basically punched, I just punched myself in the balls. It's amazing. Crack your screen. <sighs> um, no, I got <laughs> soft balls, so you know that helps. <laughs> what have you been up to uh so remember last time where i was uh shit talking pokemon pretty bad did you buy it <laughs> did you buy it um, uh over thanksgiving my nieces and nephews made a very very uh good pitch <laughs> pitch on this game so okay i picked it up i gotta say they're kind they're mostly right on it that this game the gameplay, I will say, is a very good direction. Okay. They've made a pretty big step, I would say. Is it pretty jank, though? The performance is horrible. Like, I've... This... 
This is the worst running Switch game I've seen. And, really? and, and I've played like all of those garbage Paw Patrol and <laughs> so this is seems worse than that. It's wow. uh, there was some times where it would stop on a frame like it would lock on a frame and you'd sit there and wait for something to load in in the background. And then it would How does start that going ship? again. It's it's nuts. Uh, so are you through the game? Because I know they were telling you end game was where it was at. Or are you still? Yeah. So. It's an open world game. You can go anywhere you want. As opposed to the old ones where it was like, you know, follow this path. Right. Here's the gyms. You do them in order. And this has like three different styles of you got your normal gym battles. You got like to go fight. It's kind of like a monster hunter thing, actually, where there's okay. a big monster that you have to kind of do some different things to go track down and beat them. Um, and then you get, you know, you take some like herbs from them or something, not their skin, <laughs> like monster. Hunter. Um. And then there's like a, uh, like a bandit camp, uh, surge (laughs) siege. Interesting. Um, but uh, so you can do all of those in order. They're all on the map. You can go wherever you want, which is really interesting for a Pokemon game. Um, so I'll give them that graphics are not good. They're still kind of pretty basic. Uh, breath of the wild looks 10 times better. And that was a Wii U game. So. Yeah. Uh yeah, I don't know. But the gameplay, like I said, they just go in wherever you want. Um the battles, you can just like throw your Pokemon out and he runs around next to you and just like attacks the other Pokemon. And so just you like you just like have like an attack dog that just follows you around yeah, basically. Yeah, and, like... and they automatically beat the other guys. So like you don't have to go into the whole battle with the menus and all that stuff. Nice. I think you get less experience points if you do it that way but it's just kind of nice to just cruise around the map and just kind of you're grinding your guys at the same time as like you know exploring and picking things up and so that's a huge improvement but that's really interesting that they went that route Mm -hmm. i suppose it's almost like lifting elements off from pokemon go where it's just like you know you do the whole walking thing and like hatch an egg sort of thing just like passive gains yep and i cool I don't remember if the last one, I think the last one didn't have random encounters, but that might, that's a huge step too. You know, those old ones, it was just like, it was constant, just go in the grass and you're constantly getting attacked where this is just like, if you want to go somewhere and not deal with it, you can just avoid it. And, uh, there's fast travel just right out of the box. There's just a whole bunch of other improvements where it's just like. I don't ever want to rename my guy, so stop asking me or just send him to the box right away. You know, just quality of life stuff like that's really nice. So can you get yourself like screwed pretty easily, though? Like being it's open world, like go to an area that's too OP and then you just get crushed out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's definitely a spot where you're like, I'm not supposed to be here. <laughs> <laughs> um, Even in the early game, like there's there'll be like groups of a Pokemon, like the same Pokemon all on a. And then there'll be a there'll be like the bigger evolved form of that just hanging around him. Like if you go attack that guy, he's going to be like 15, 20 levels higher than you than the other guys. So that's interesting. That would never happen. in The old ones, you know, right. Um, 
but yeah, the performance, oh boy, that's, that's pretty bad. I saw they were releasing some patches, but it doesn't sound like that's been mm. major stuff yet. Yeah, I don't know. There was, there was something really wonky where they, there was like a competitive side of this where they weren't generating the, the seeds randomly. Okay. So you knew people have figured out exactly what attacks would like land and what damage they would do. So eventually everybody was just doing the same exact. Nice. <laughs> so, uh, I think they fixed that. We'll see, but okay. there's a, the gym leaders in this is really kind of weird because they've kind of gotten a little bit more modern with that stuff. Cause it used to be just like, I'm just an electric guy and you know, like, or I'm the water guy and whatever. But these guys have a little bit more personality. There's like one that's a Twitch streamer basically. <laughs> okay. So it's just like her Pokemon battles are like her streams and all that. And she looks like what you would imagine a very popular Pokemon Twitch streamer would be. Yep. Um, one of them is a rap battle. She's a rapper. So you got to go up on stage and do a rap battle with her. And yeah, it's. Uh, How do you train for that? Uh, boy, you know, it's the Pokemon streets. Interesting. Yeah, that Twitch streamer thing reminded me earlier tonight. My son started playing paparazzi and he runs upstairs dad dad i have 400 followers I'm like congratulations oh, no. <laughs> son congratulations that game's weird too yep i watched about 10 minutes of it and i was like i have to leave the room now yep, yep. i'm glad you're enjoying it i just love that you're just like a camera with legs and you're going around yeah <laughs> like a weird robot arms mm. so did you get was there a was there a black friday deal then for Pokemon or no, 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 I just straight out bought it. I gave Game Freak money and said, good job, Game Freak. You well, I mean, it is their best selling masterpiece. Yeah, you did a wonderful job on this game. You really learned your lesson on taking your time. It's like staying with a girlfriend that cheats on you. (laughs) You're just going to do it again. But next time you're going to have to visit the doctor. Yeah, but you'll probably get something every once in a while, right? So it's worth it. <laughs> the end uh, game's really good. <laughs> uh, I had a really bad joke. I'm not going to put it in there, but yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think. Oh, I so I've been playing. Actually, I shouldn't even say I've been playing. Atari 50. I've been reading <laughs> a lot of stuff in that. Um, that thing is amazing. Like, I can't express... If you're the type of gamer who grew up and is familiar with Atari and appreciates video game history, like this is the criterion collection of like how these things should be handled going forward. It, uh, I had ideas, right? Like you've, I've played some of these other ones. Like I think the SNK like pack thing that Frank's Faldi worked on did a really good job in a lot of regards and like kind of, had some of the elements of, of what this has, but they went above and beyond. Like it, it catalogs every era of Atari, like from their beginnings up to well present. I mean, there's, there's very little once you get to the nineties. Um, but yeah, all new interviews, even though, even though it's some of the stuff you've heard before, you know, from 
some of the same characters. Um, it's all just shot fresh, fresh perspectives, like internal memos, uh, handwritten diagrams for like game logic. It's awesome. I mean, I spent probably five hours just with that stuff. I went through all of it. Like I was just so enthralled with it. Like it was all so well done before I even got to a game. Like really? Wow. And and it's worth it for that alone. Yeah. I mean, I got it for 30 on black Friday. Um, but yeah, it's, it's documentary level. Like game preservation in a little commemorative cartridge. And, you know, there's the fact that there's games from like all of those consoles too, even though, I mean, it's not going to be all your favorites, right? Cause they don't have Activision games. They don't, mm-hmm. you know, it's all Atari stuff, but like there's enough to represent the eras and there's enough cool stuff in there with like the links and the Jaguar. And then some of the remix or updated stuff that it's totally worth the money. I mean, it's, I'm in love with this thing. Like I, I, I had a great time and I'm still having a great time. I finally I, get to play Atari carts. So I, uh, I picked it up on black Friday. I haven't cracked it open yet, but I think from what I've seen it, you know, most of these games all the way back to like the mega man collections and even cow, you know, all of these are just kind of like the museum stuff is there, Yes, but it's just farther down the menu. Yep. And this thing is, looks like it just boots right into, yes. it's, it's like document, you know, it's that first. It's the museum yeah. first. And the games are the exhibit in the museum, right? Yep. And it front loads like this is our legacy. Like, yeah, it's I mean, you're there for the celebration. And what I like too, especially with like an OCD person like me, is like it it tracks your progress as to like how completely you review you've viewed each item in oh, cool. each era. So like I made sure I hundred percent and like I looked at everything, flipped every box over. Um, you don't have to go that nuts, but you don't have to view every item of documentation. And yeah, I had a great time doing it. <laughs> and I have, a, so, so it's weird. Cause like I have a ton of nostalgia for the Atari, but I don't collect or play for it anymore because even though it was my first console, I feel like the majority of that stuff is just too simple to really have a lot of value mm-hmm. for me anymore. But just kind of remembering how big that was. And then like, you know, you look at what happened to the game industry, right? Like, so America, like with Atari, ushered in the era of video games, right? Like he was an American institution. And then when we were kids, all the best shit was coming from Japan, right? Like the, the industry almost completely died in the yeah. US shores was run by, you know, Japanese developers. And then now we're back at this point where a lot of stuff is Western again and like U S and UK mm-hmm. developers. And it's, so it's, it's weird to see this like flux and like kind of like almost return to where it all started. I mean, obviously Atari is not really a part of that. I mean, unless you truly consider the VCS a legitimate console, um, which is hilarious that they delayed this for the VCS. <laughs> did they really? Yes. I mean, you kind of have to, but uh, I mean, it should, that should be the, launch thing platform you yeah. can't delay it on the one on your system oh anyway i thought it was funny that they even touched on the vcs in the history which i guess really it is part of it but they do specify like in the thing like hey it was sold to like this investment group was a hasbro or something like 2011 or oh it's been no 
change in names. Yeah. yeah. For a long time, it was like infograms that had it. Yeah, that's you know. what it was. Yeah. It's, I just uh, like the whole drug. The drug video is the best one. We've got like Warshaw and like all those guys talking about like, we were getting fucked up all the time. We had a guy, we had a guy on staff who was literally the weed dealer and it'd be inner office mail. The only thing we used that for was weed. And then they'd go to like David Crane. He's like, I've no, there were no drugs. I don't maybe over in that other part with like uh, the Warshaws and blah, blah, blah. And it's just like so funny. You could tell like the dudes who were just like not having any of it. And everybody else is like, we got so high. <laughs> one guy's like, one guy's like, I smoked a bunch of weed. And I did some coke and then he's like, I got just blitz out of my mind. I wrote a bunch of code down and ideas on a napkin. The game I made the next day came out exactly what I wrote down. Wow. It's like, holy crap. It's uh, wow. it's entertaining. It's good to know that our guy, David Crane's a consummate professional though. I know I still have flashbacks to like walking past him in that hallway at MGC. We should have got, we should have just been like, sir, we need your photo. Yep. Please take a picture with us. And your name rights, please. <laughs> yes. We have this thing called not your name movie time. Uh, could you please endorse that for us? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Love it. Love, love Atari. Uh, the collection. I just completely blew away my expectations and I got a tweet from digital eclipse or a retweet. So that was cool. Oh, cool. So I just posted about how incredible I thought it was. Didn't even add them or do anything in hmm. Got like an absurd amount of likes for just a dumb random tweet. Sweet. Yeah. So how are they doing Jaguar stuff? Like I always thought that was like, I don't think you can emulate it. Can you? Did they, they make are. their own? They did their they own? They are. Yeah, they're emulating it. I mean, I've seen, in fact, I was just watching another YouTube streamer tonight with like one of those uh, FPGA things and like the emulation on that was dog shit, but yeah, it's emulating and it's running well. You could tell they're, they clearly selected games that you don't need like the ridiculous control pad set for. Mm-hmm. Um, but not too many games went super heavy on that stuff. So I think there's like Atari carts, Cybermorph, which there's some stuff you would use the keypad for, but not anything major. Trevor McFur. So it's all it's all kind of like the more basic games, but so far the emulation seems okay. I've only played Atari carts, which that's a very okay game for something that costs like a thousand dollars loose now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that was the one I was the most concerned about because it seems like that one's a bitch to get running well in emulation, but they, from what I can tell, have nailed it. So Wow. That's impressive. Yeah. And there's some Lynx games Let's in there check too. Let's check it out. You can play? Crack the seal. Yeah. Is there Lynx games or that you can yeah. play? Cool. Yep, there's a few. I haven't dove in any of those yet, but a couple of the computer games too. So, yeah. I mean, I'm curious on some of the remix stuff too, but I'll get there eventually. I'm just, yeah. I'm literally now just diving into the games and like I said many hours in. Yeah. It'd be cool if they had, do they don't have like a commentary as you play? No. Or you no, can't really do anything so. like that? That would be kind of cool, though. Mm-hmm. Kind of the idea what like Frank has done on some of those, where instead of it like auto running, it just like ran a commentary track. Mm-hmm. Even if you did that and like had a commentary track over someone playing through it, and you could jump in, that'd be kind of cool. Yep. Although, how much commentary do you give over an Atari game? Well, you see in Pong, 
we programmed it so this ball goes blink and then it goes boop. <laughs> yeah. Be a pretty short commentary. It'd be a pretty short time to play it too. You'd mm-hmm. be like, <laughs> okay, it's Bong. It still does the thing. Yeah. Uh, before Pokemon, I started Deathloop, which was probably a bad idea because I kind of liked that game a lot. Okay. And that, now that Pokemon kind of took over, it's going to be tough for me to get back into that because it's one of those games where it's very systems like based. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty good. I was having a lot of fun with it, but, um, hmm. I could see there'd be some time in it where if you don't have a direction on what to do, you might be kind of wasting your time. How do you get direction? Is it just through like replaying and like stumbling upon events or what? Yeah, there's different things that you can, you know, if you overhear somebody give you a clue or something, then you can, you know, it's it's getting little bits of information that push you a certain direction. But it's the main thing is you have to know where everybody I'm guessing at the end of the game, you have to kill all these people all in one day. So basically, you need to know where everybody is in the morning, in the afternoon, and at night. And how to get to them and how to kill them. Interesting. So it's a lot of trial and error then. Right. And I'm guessing there's different ways you can do it. But overall, I bet it's more of a... (sighs) kind of like hitman where hitman you can do a million different ways and probably be just fine but then they also have those things where it's like do this and do that and do this and that's how you kill this guy creatively you know right that's my guess i have not gotten to any of the main bosses to kill yet but it's funny i was just looking at that on my install list because i'm going through my xbox earlier today Thinking I need to try that, but does it control well? I guess that's the big thing. Yeah, it's, it controls pretty well. I think it might get more into the Dishonored stuff, which I'm not, it's almost too like much. supernatural powers and like, yeah, rewind there's, and, there's too much of those, too much of that stuff. That you, that it's is it the same team? I think so. Yeah. Okay. I think it, I think that stuff's cool. It just layer. It's just too many layers on top of lots of manage eventually. Yeah. Like the combat system is like, they're training you for the combat system. And then all of a sudden they're like, Oh, now you have this power that and it's like, it's hard to wrap your head around how yeah. you're going to fit that in. You know, that was a problem I had with horizon too, was all these power ups, all these upgrade trees, but it's just like at the end of the day, it all becomes so much when the first two things you gave me work effectively from start to finish. Yeah. So it's like options are great, but like it needs to be quick and intuitive. And I'm not, yeah. I, I guess there, there are people that that's meant for, right? Like there are, the, there are the people that like go through the menus and optimize the layout and like find the right combinations. And I'm, I'm not that guy. I'm like, I just want to keep playing. Yep. So interesting. So how many hours have you put in? It was probably four. Okay. It, it, it was I think it just basically just got, you know, you got to the point where it's like, here's the game, you know, here's everything. We're not tutorializing anything anymore. 
So sure. Well, that's cool. And it's, there's an online component, right? Like people can jump into your game and like fuck with you. Yeah. So there's one, there's one person in the story that is aware that w- of what you're trying to do. Okay. And she's trying to stop you and basically kill you. And then you resurrect every day. But uh, yeah, people can invade your game and become that person, that girl, and basically hunt you down. Interesting. Yeah. So you can run, try and get away. Or if you kill her, I think you get a lot of, you know, good loot out of it, I guess. But it's an interesting concept. Can you, mm-hmm. do you know, if you can like jump into like friends games, like go on your friends list and be like that person's in there. And yeah, oh, that's cool. Very cool. Yeah. I don't know if they're friends after that, but <laughs> <laughs> depends on if you kill them or not. <laughs> yeah. I, I'll have to check that out. I mean, I know a lot of people really spoke highly of that last year. So I, I, I hope I go. get back to it. I'm sure I, I probably will. <clears throat> yeah. I get, you'll for sure jump in there when you get like the warning news story. That's like leaving game pass. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh no. Yeah. Like I've been watching so many people talk about how they've been playing Firewatch finally. It's like, why did you sleep on that for so long? Yeah. At least that one, you can get it done. Yeah. In a day. Easily. Speaking of days. Wednesday's a day. And it's also a show I watched on Netflix. <laughs> so have you taken that in at all? No, I haven't. I, okay. I've seen the trailers and stuff for it, but. <clears throat> yeah, it's. Tim Burton joint. It looks very Tim Burton. <laughs> yeah. It's actually not as Tim Burton-y as one would think. Oh, yeah. It's almost like toned down. I mean, there's a lot of black, um, but it's kind of more. I don't know. I mean, so it's basically just around her. I think the casting of the parents or the Adams parents are, is pretty atrocious. Um, but really what this boils down to is it's kind of just like. Kids with special powers at a special school. It's it's no different than Hogwarts or Sabrina the Teenage Witch, where, you know, they have the special school and there's like the normies and and it's almost that exact same dynamic. I would say more like a Sabrina where it's like the normal town folk and then they know that there's like a school of like freaks on the edge of town. And for some reason, it's just accepted in this universe and people know that vampires and werewolves and all this shit exist and. Oh, it's kinda, so so she goes to a school for for other what people. What do they call undesirables or like? Oh, okay. Know. So I thought it was going to be just like regular kids. No, no, it's okay. just a bunch of other freaky kids. So, okay. In fact, she's probably the most normal of the weird kids. Like she's not like a Medusa or something. So, um, and yeah, I don't know. It's like nine, ten episodes. It's kind of like a murder mystery, who done it it's good. I really liked it. I mean, I feel like I've seen a lot of things that it, that took him inspiration from, but that doesn't make it not entertaining. It was, it was a good binge over a few days. Um, all the acting for the most part is really good. Uh, predictable ish in, in certain ways, I guess, but I wouldn't say it's bad. I, I'd be surprised if they haven't already announced that they're going to do a season two. So is it kid friendly or not? No, Okay. Oh, okay. No. 
I mean, you could. I mean, it depends on what you later. PG thirteen. It's say. it's not in line of the nineties movies, basically. <laughs> no, no, not at all. There's okay. blood and there's gore. Um, I don't think there's sexual content really, but lots of gore. There's Christina Ricci in it. She is. Yep. Mm. She now is. I definitely need to see it. Yeah. She doesn't have a huge care. I mean, I guess that character is in almost every episode, but. Yeah, it's a good watch. I'd recommend it. We'll talk about another Netflix. Yeah, Netflix. It's kind of crazy that they just have that pop out of nowhere. I had no idea that thing that was even a thing. No, I didn't either. Saw another thing on Netflix too. Actually, Troll, which could maybe go under my random. Oh my God, I did it again. My staff pick. <laughs> I'm sorry, R3. I truly am. Um, there's this troll movie, like a Norwegian film about a giant troll that everyone should watch like the first 20 minutes of because they just straight ripped off Jurassic Park. Like there's an attack and they need someone to come and investigate it. So they need an archaeologist and they fly in <laughs> On helicopters to an archaeological dig with like campers and like a woman like excavating stuff, whisk her away. And then like 10 minutes later, there's an old couple sitting in their house and like you hear these like sounds outside and then things start shaking. And there's the cup of water with like the. Bloop, oh, geez. Like, I'm just like, you guys didn't even try. Wow. That's, both of those scenes are just straight. Straight Jurassic Park. Yeah, you could sue them over that. Yeah, but. It's an okay movie. I wouldn't, I don't like, I wouldn't say it's great, but it's probably worth a watch if you have a passing interest in dumb troll movies from Norway. Hmm. The sequel is really good though. Troll 2. Yeah. A lot of singing. It, they really, really went in a different direction. Um, <laughs> a lot more color. Oh my God. A lot less hatred towards Christians. Yeah. Uh, the trolls do not, tro- trolls and Norwegians apparently do not like Christians. It is very clear that movie. <laughs> oh. Yeah, who knew? That's uh, funny. <laughs> That's a genius movie. I didn't even think about that. That is genius. You make a movie called Troll, like three years after Troll and Troll t- Trolls and Trolls 2. I mean, but. There's so much. Oh, no, like, I'm talking about Troll 2, the 80s oh, movie. Oh, that awful one? Yeah. The uh, the goblins? Yeah. The Nilbog is goblin backwards. <laughs> yeah. They're eating my friends, and now they're going to eat me. Because I don't even know if there was a Troll 1. Maybe there had to have been. I don't know. Yeah, was, there was, but. There's no trolls in that movie, but. Completely unrelated. Oh, man. I, yeah. That's a bad movie. <laughs> It's a really bad movie. Um, so we uh, signed up for Paramount Plus over Black okay. Friday. Getting all that good Star Trek in you? Uh, I haven't got into that yet, but I, I definitely should. There's a lot to catch up on. Um, but I noticed that pretty much all of Nickelodeon stuff is in there. Yeah. And... Uh, was trying to show my kids because they don't really have these like 
I guess there's like Floor is Lava and kind of other weird game shows, but streaming doesn't really have a lot of like kid game shows like they used well, to have. Floor is Lava is traumatic for children because you have to explain to them that those people aren't actually dying. <laughs> yeah. And they don't quite believe you. Right. Because they never show up. No. Again. They're just gone. <laughs> right. It's terrifying. Yeah, I would have. I would have hated that show. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I, I was showing them all of the great high quality. <laughs> I don't know about that, but uh, air quote high quality. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Nickelodeon game shows back in the day. And they've got a lot of them on Paramount Plus. Uh, I think my kids like me. Were uh, the legends of the hidden temple. That's. Yeah. That was the one that I was big into. That one also scared the crap out of me. Like that temple guy was scary. And then those like people that would jump out and like abduct you. Yeah. Kind of sketchy. Yep. That one was always stacked though, too. Nobody ever wins that game. It's pretty rare that like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. these kids take a beating. I, I was so like with an adult set of eyes now, it's funny how some of them, they just like, let the kids kind of cheat. They're just kind of mm-hmm. like, ah, fuck it, whatever. They're just kids. <laughs> you know, like, and like, obviously, if you're playing to the rules, like if other teams would actually win, there's like video evidence that the other team won, but they're just like, ah, whatever. We'll just let this other team win. But yeah, once you get into the temple itself, I feel like they don't have yeah. a certain structure on where they go. Cause I think they control the doors in the back. Oh, it could be. So I feel like they see where they're going and they're just like, I just want to mess with them and just yeah, we're not going like to open was, this door. It seems like it was set up in the favor of the show to like not pay out children prizes. For sure. Yeah. Oh, and that is the very best part of watching these now is seeing what the prizes what these the prize kids are was? Oh my gosh. They're like VHS tapes and even the grand prize, it's like you get to spend a weekend at this ranch resort I've never heard of in in like Rhode Island. And it's like what? Oh, right. I, yeah, uh, that's funny. What else do they have on there besides that one? They got like double oh, dare and stuff. Yeah, so we watched that, which I didn't realize they rebooted that at some point. Oh yeah, that was like 2017. They did a season or two. Okay, I we didn't watch that good. to see how it was, but uh, it was all right. We watched the old one, and man, I don't, I didn't remember. I guess I, as a kid, I didn't realize how old that show was, because that is like mid '80s. That show, yeah, I thought that was just right alongside all the other ones because they kept replaying that into the '90s. Oh yeah, for sure. So I just assumed it was just a '90s thing, but some of the kids on there with their big ass hair and the thick glasses it's like holy shit this is 80s yeah i mean it was all about that final like gauntlet like pulling the boogers from the nose and like yep. all that good stuff yep yeah there's a lot of cheating in that too that yes that last section there there was a lot of just like whatever we're just <laughs> the whole point of this is to see kids get get dirty and bloody or whatever <laughs> speaking of prizes like i feel like double dare had the most pitiful like grand prizes for stuff like it was never anything like worth more than like 150 no. bucks no. it was usually no. just shit yep if you want anything 
But I yeah, suppose half, like half the time it's Nickel- like here's twenty bucks from Nesquik or something. Yeah. Like well, I suppose like for Nickelodeon though, it's like they pay all that money to have those kids travel out there, and like they're shooting like six of those a day. I'm sure. So it's like, how much could they put the prizes? Really, mm-hmm. you know, like the prizes you get to be on Double Dare. Yeah. I was. Uh, we were in Universal Studios when they were doing that but they weren't shooting that day. So I was pretty disappointed in that, but that would have been a good experience. Would have been amazing. As a kid, you went? Yeah. When we went to universal, you know, Disney and universal studios, because they used to shoot them live there. I know you're one of those spoiled kids. You got to go to a Disney theme park. Yeah. I was an only kid basically. So I suppose, yeah, you're pretty young compared (laughs) to your siblings. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, what was the other ones? So we watched Nick Arcade, which my son was enthralled by that. But I, with an adult set eyes, I'm just like, this is kind of terrible. <laughs> hey. Which one was Nick Arcade? It was, was the, one the one where it was like, oh, it's they're going to have video games on here, and you were like really excited about it. But yep. there was like one thing in it that it had to do with video games. The rest of it was just like somebody. The kid was like on a green screen pretending like he was in a video game. Okay. And, yeah. And then it's not could, the, that's not the one where like the grand, or like the end game is like you run around with a Velcro suit and like stick games to yourself. Is it? No, no. How the, was that one? That one was oh, so Oh man. Good. Yeah. I forget what that one was called. That It's like supermarket sweep, but it's. Yeah. But it's like a kid version of that. I feel like there were three of those shows that all went at the same time. Yeah. They're all kind of the same, but. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Nick Arcade doesn't hold up. I don't think. But, okay. Um, and then Guts. Watch Guts. Uh, see, I didn't, ever, I didn't like Guts. That was very much like a <clears throat> appealed to like the sporty people. <laughs> you know, like really. But, but even some of the stuff they had them do, like it wouldn't matter if you were sporty or not. Cause the like contraption they rigged up was so stupid that like nobody could possibly be good at that. Yeah. Having never tried it before. Yeah. Uh, yeah i feel like that one landed like a little bit too past my time nickelodeon the the one i we watched it was entirely clear also that this is not a fair game for all kids because um they used a lot of the elastic like bungee ropes to jump around yep over things and into basketball hoops and a whole bunch of stuff like that and all these kids are at that age where you kind of grow up or you kind of haven't yet. And like there was this one kid, he's kind of scrawny, he's kind of small. And it's like, he's trying to jump over these things. And it's like, he has no weight on this band. (laughs) He can't possibly jump down far enough to jump over this thing. Yeah, I can see that. You'd think they would have like taken, you know, five seconds to like adjust the bungees, but yeah. Kind of have weight classes. What kind of competition is this? I got a Super Nintendo release, didn't it? Guts. <laughs> yeah, that's sure awful. A Guts game. Yeah. Yep. I would imagine it's bad. Yeah. There's a there's one obstacle that I really wanted. I saw that would be really fun to try and master, though. It's basically like this big uh, tube that just has elastic bands running crisscross through it. So you basically have to try to like finagle your way through it, you know, just trying to get through these bands. Yeah. It's kind of like the, 
you know, trying to avoid the laser alarms type thing, but it's more sure. just, but I just, I wanted to just run in there full blast, see if I could just like spear myself through it. I want to know like if dive, that, just yeah, just dive right through just, you know, the most least resistance possible to see if you could just dive right through. I'd be the first man to strangulate himself on <laughs> his guts challenge. Just like clotheslined. Yeah. You have like a backyard set up and like your family finds you after a long weekend. It's like, oh no. Yeah, that could be, that could be bad. We want to be careful. Have supervision at least. Bet he doesn't have the guts to do that again. <laughs> oh, nice. Well, when you get through all that stuff. Check out some of the, check out some of the good Star Trek. At least start with, I, I'd start with Picard if I were you. Picard's yeah. the place to go. Picard, yeah. Gonna and then do that Strange one. New Worlds. Yep. Is the kid one any good? Have you seen, watched any of that one? It. No. I haven't done that one or the animated one. Yeah. I've also been meaning to go back in there and watch the new Beavis and Butthead, but I started the movie and I was like, I don't think Beavis and Butthead is for me anymore. I was like, 20 minutes of cock jokes is just kind of like, I get it. <laughs> but maybe the sh- the series is better when it's like, you know, I'm... in smaller bites. Yeah. Who knows? I was never really big on that show to begin with, to be no. honest. It was funny when they were like parodying music videos, but it was just kind of them. It was like, eh. yeah. Let's talk about of... a show that's been rebooted like 17 times. All right. And they keep bringing it back, and it's like, yeah, it's the char- the characters are the problem. It's not, <laughs> like, yeah, you you can't just keep bringing them back because the characters themselves are annoying to me at this point. Plus, I never understood what happened around like 2010 or whenever they bought them back because like MTV was like they're back, and they paid for like two seasons, and then they've fucking like just torched through them. They're like, we'll show two new episodes every week, back to back. And then they blew through like whatever 30 really? episodes they had. They're like done. So I don't know what the deal was. It's like we paid for them. We contractually said we'd air them. So we're going to, but then never talk about it again. It's really weird. Huh? The craziest part about that is how do you go from Beavis and Butthead, probably the most one dimensional animated characters possible to King of the Hill, which is kind of like nuance layered on top of kind of just boredom yeah yeah i also straight dislike king of the hill oh i love king of the hill i've watched every episode probably but like i just don't i just don't like it i mean there's some good like i guess if i was sitting there and there was like four episodes back to back i'd be laughing like i'd get back into it after like one or two but i never once went out of my way to watch that yeah i think it's the best sitcom animated show like the the actual like situations and stuff that they do. Cause when you think about Simpsons and family guy, it's just kind of like, they just kind of meander and kind of do other things. I mean, the Simpsons. Yeah, well, that's true. Simpsons is a lot better at that than family guy, family guy. Yeah. I, yeah. They and South park is pretty bonkers. So yeah, you might be right. Like it's the most traditional sitcom for sure. Yeah, The Simpsons can has such a huge cast of characters that they can whip through or yeah. bring in, whereas King of the Hill is kind of a tight knit. And I don't even know how to 
even like look at the Simpsons anymore because I haven't watched an episode since I, like realistically since <laughs> I started college. Like I gave up on it. Like I felt by the time the movie came out, like the ship had already sailed on that. Oh, yeah. and, now, and that was 20 years ago. Yeah. So. There's twice as many episodes that you haven't seen at this point yeah. than you have probably. That's crazy that it's still going. Yeah. So what was the deal on Paramount? Like just half off or like you send it for a year and you it was like, like 99 a, cents a month for a year. So yeah. it's like well, 12 bucks. I think that's yeah. how they got me too. And then like they dangled that Picard season two, like right after the renewal date. Yeah. I was like, you fuckers, you got me. <laughs> but I mean, the stuff that they put out there for originals is all really good. Mm-hmm. And the back catalog of stuff, like you said, is it's one of the better services for the price. HBO, I question. Netflix is still the greatest defender, though. Yeah. It's too much. And yeah, dis- actually, Discovery is- Plus might be the most worthless one that I have access to. My parents pay for it. They don't I put shit they- on there. Isn't that... I thought that merged with HBO now. No? Oh, God, I don't know. I mean, there's still independent apps on Roku, but that doesn't mean they haven't. Okay. They won't. I know a lot of that's the Discovery stuff... Is- gotten yeah. into hbo they need to they need to tighten the package up i think they thought like well everything's a plus we'll break you know and it's just like no like, you don't have enough content for that you're not pumping enough money into it to do that it doesn't work yeah i I know i went into hbo and it was like looking under the just added because i wanted to see if what movies they added and it's just like here's the chip and joanna Gaines, and here's the property brothers and it's like oh great yeah, <laughs> oh, no. yeah. it's not good oh I, I didn't put this down, but I should touch on it just because I watched it. Clerks three. Oh, is that out now? I, I got it. On, I got it on Plex. Okay. So technically it's pirated from somewhere, but what the fuck is Kevin Smith doing anymore? Like between this and like the Jay and silent Bob, like reboot thing. Like he's just making movies that are only funny for people who worship his other work. Like it's not to say I didn't enjoy parts of it, but like Clerks 2, right? Even That's if you've never seen like Clerks, that. you could walk into Clerks yeah. 2 and still enjoy that. There's like enough. Clerks. I mean, there's there's tons of like inside jokes too, but there's enough that it was like fine for like a normie. But this is just. This is at the store though, right? They go back yeah. to the store in the third one. Yeah. At the store. They kill off. Don, is Dante the shorter dude? He's a main guy. Well, there's two. There's the two main guys, right? What's the other one? The tall blonde guy. Oh, I forget what his name is. I forget their that, names. But that's Dante's not Dante. The, the, yeah, the, the darker haired guy. The kill off is like the whole thing is like he's single. So immediately following. Clerks two apparently his girlfriend, fiance, who is also pregnant. I think they mentioned that in Clerks two is like killed car accident. They're both dead. It's like he's just had the quick stop and has run the store. Like it's, it's a super depressing ass movie. It's basically, it opens up with the other guy, the other main character, like basically being Kevin Smith. It's like, Oh, this is the heart attack. Like, this is my story of when I got a heart attack and I'm going to make a movie. And then they just refilm the first one. And I don't fucking know. Like it was super depressing in a lot of ways and not that funny. And I just, I can't imagine coming into that if you had no context and enjoying much of anything there. Well, even I, if you I didn't ha- even like it. Even if you have the context, because I mean, 
film buffs revere that movie as, you know, a seminal moment in filmmaking because it's so. Yeah, it opened the door. Yeah, it's it's low budget indie films. There was no YouTube, not even in anyone's mind. It was that going to be a thing in the next 20 years, you know? Yeah. Nobody made dialogue like that in a movie the way they did and just kind of not. It's kind of somewhat directionless as a movie because that's what the characters are, are directionless. So, yeah, like there's a lot of stuff in that first movie that was kind of metaphorical and, you know, very big in the film crowd. But if you're just kind of like going back to that well and it's like just referencing that, well, then it's not you're not really you're just getting a paycheck. Yeah, I mean, it's like it's, he's he's just doing fan service and almost just celebrating himself. You know what I mean? It's not I don't know how he gets funding for it. And do you want to be that guy? Do you want to be do you want to be the George Lucas of like independent films where people are going to be like. Yeah, he just really lost it after like his string of. Early 90s hits and then like everything else he just did was like bloated out of touch crap. And I feel like that's where he's at. But even a lot of that stuff got pretty good review, you know, like even his later 90s stuff. Yeah, I mean, Dogma's, really Dogma is like, without a doubt, fantastic. I love Dogma. Yeah. Chasing Amy, like, got nominated yeah. nominations and shit like that. I feel like that was the peak, though, right? Like, that's where he could have gone directions and then he just kind of fell back into rehashing shitty done yeah i don't know i mean jay and silent bob are kind of that in a nutshell right because he has them in all oh, his movies anyway too so. much jay and silent bob content yeah so it's like once you once you establish that the floodgates are open like if i'm making a new movie i have to have jay and silent bob yeah well why can't i reference everything else then too yeah I just think it's not for me. I wish it was because I love so much of that stuff, but I just, I can't say that I liked that last Jay and Silent Bob reboot thing. And I can't say that I liked this. It's just, I don't know. Yeah. It wasn't even close to being like laugh out loud to me. Even my wife was like, cause I put it on. She's like, that wasn't funny. It's like, that was depressing as hell. That's a depressing movie. It's like, yeah, I guess it was. I mean, really, it's just all about your mortality and like everyone's fucked. And but I mean, I guess that's the point, right? Those characters are just like broken, fuck up losers. And I guess that's how really go anywhere. Fuck up losers would end up, right? Yeah. I I don't know. But Jay and Silent Bob have a very profitable lead business. I think that might be the best part of the movie is just like, you know, obviously the video rental store is no longer there. So that's Jane sounds Bob's like legal weed <laughs> shop, but they still insist on like keeping it nineties. So like people are in the store and they're like, is anyone working here? Like get out here. It's like, what you want? It's like, I want three of the blah, blah, blah. They're like, all right. And they like, they do it in j- the front of the store basically. Yeah, or like, like, you know, <laughs> pretend to like hand stuff off and like, what are you doing? It's like, this is how we did it in the nineties, son. <laughs> like, it's funny. So yeah, they're like doing everything they can to make it feel like they're still criminals, but huh. totally legal. So, you know, yeah. mall rats too would have been way more interesting because then you could riff off of the state of what malls are at this point. Oh, uh, that's true. 
That's true. Lawrence is great too. That, you know, you probably jinx the universe and there's going to be a mall rats too. Now. <laughs> well, what happened to that one guy though? The, uh, what do I call it? Brothers. Like where have those guys been? Uh, the two almost look alike brother guys. Cause the ones in mall rats, I forget their names. The dark the hair. No. What is the, this is going to bother me. Hold on. Let me look. There's two of them and they both acted in different stuff. One of them was in dazed and confused. Googling it in real time, people. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, this is exciting. I can't think of who you're thinking about. London, the London guys. There's Jeremy London and the, the other one. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And like, I haven't seen those guys in anything in forever. Yeah. Huh. Well, yeah. Stanley's dead now too. So can't yeah. just have him walking around the mall. I like when you see interviews with um, Kevin Smith and talk about like how he had people like watching for Stan Lee. Like he's very old, like making sure that they wouldn't like overwork him and stuff. It's like they were doing that shit in all rats. <laughs> the guy lived like another 20 years. Yeah. Uh, he was doing cameos on, on his deathbed. <laughs> yeah. Basically. Yeah. It's nuts. It's very nuts. Well, do you want to get into uh, staff picks where we give our recommendations like the good old rental stores of your yours, a word people still use, right? Yeah. At rental stores. Yeah. I, uh, let's start with mine. Here's something you can't rent. Okay. Maybe you can, but it's, it's on HBO max. It's called the rehearsal. And it's a show by Nathan Fielder. And if you know anything about that guy, you know exactly what that show is going to be like. Um, yeah, so did you ever watch Nathan for you? I did not, no. Okay. This dude is very weird. The The Nathan for you was like creating new business things. I don't know how do you describe it. He, it was kind of like the, 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 all those shows that would go into a restaurant and be like, here's where you're messing up. We're going to make it better. You know? Sure. He would do that with businesses, but like completely fuck them sideways and just do them like really weird. Like, okay. Yeah. I know this guy you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. He's it's like computer man. computer repair and psychic and just like a whole bunch of weird combinations for businesses. And it was really weird. Anyway, HBO said, Hey, come over here and make a show and we'll give you unlimited amount of money. Seemingly, um, it shows in the pick, it shows in the, 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 the output of that show that he somehow convinced the people at HBO to give him money and just burn it, just waste it. Okay. Um, that's pretty much the biggest joke on this whole show, I would say, because overall there's not a ton of just like laugh out loud, funny stuff in it. It's just 
the spectacle of how ridiculous it is. Um, I'll set it up that he is helping people rehearse an important uh, thing in their life. So I'll talk about the first episode where this one guy uh, is it really big into trivia, and he's yeah. got a trivia. He's got a group of trivia friends, and uh, one of his friends in this trivia group is uh, he led them to believe that he had a master's degree when he actually doesn't. So this guy feels really guilty, and she he wants to tell her the truth. Or he could just go get a master's degree. Yeah. It'd actually be easier than what they did on the show. Okay. Um, so <laughs> the amount of money, it's just insane. But they, uh, he rehearses this conversation with this guy on how he's going to do it. So he built a replica model of this guy's apartment on how he would talk about how they're going to attack this situation. Okay. So he has a whole warehouse that he has this guy's replica apartment and he's hired these guys to be this guy, these actors to pretend to be these guys. And he's doing the rehearsal to re before even getting to the guy that he's going to help rehearse this other thing. Um, okay. So th they finally get to this guy and, you know, he's like, okay, this is what we're, this is the spot that I think we should do it. We should do it in this bar called the alligator lounge. And uh, it's trivia night there. I'll invite her to come to trivia, you know, and we'll order pizza and everything like that. And uh, I'll, I'll just come up in conversation and say, hey, you know how I told you I was, you know, had a master's. I actually don't, blah, blah, blah. So they go through a number of things to try and rehearse this, and it wasn't working out. And he's like, this is just not going to work without the atmosphere. He built the damn bar again like in a warehouse from top to bottom outside and inside the entire bar is in this warehouse it's so stupid everything is exactly the same from the real bar and this thing and uh it's insane that the amount of the length that they do this um he so then is it just like all about the reaction of these people? Like, what the fuck are you doing? Like sort it's, of thing or the, what? No, the guy, the people are just going along with it. <laughs> They're just like, okay, yeah, this seems like it's a good idea. Um, Like at some point he finds out that the trivia, he, he takes trivia very seriously. So he's like, I think trivia is going to get in the way of, you know, he's going to be too invested in trying to get the trivia questions right. Sure. Or, you know, he'd have a bad night and he had, it wouldn't come up. He'd be too. So he like tracks down the people, the company that does the trivia. And pretends to put on. He like books them for a whole other trivia night. And he figures out what the questions are and he knows what the answers are. So then he goes back to the guy, the original guy that he's helping. And through like daily conversation, he's dropping the hints to the answers of these trivia questions. <laughs> oh my gosh. Why not just give him the answers straight up? Oh man. It just, because then, you know, he was, he has too much pride in that, you know? Okay. But gotcha. it, it really goes 
way crazier than that. Um, in the third episode, he's he moved the bar across the country to a different warehouse, and he had to like cut it in half to fit it in this other warehouse, and he just uses it as a place to. Why like, did he need the same bar again? He didn't. He just he just wanted it as a place to hang out. Like so, he did that. Um, there's one episode where they make a replica of a raising canes. The inside okay. is is just raising canes and. Sounds ridiculous. It's, I'll check this out. This is a new thing. Uh, it's been out for a little bit, I think, but I don't know. So I will recommend it, but I can see why somebody does not like it. My wife actively said it hurts to watch this <laughs> because there okay. is a, there's a good amount of awkwardness in it. That's kind of his character. Yeah. Um, and like I said, the joke is kind of the spectacle of the whole thing. And the ridiculousness of like how far you take a rehearsal and how serious you take it. More so than, you know, just situational jokes. I imagine it's going to like culminate in like a giant like wedding, right? I mean, that's the ultimate rehearsal, right? Like uh, like no, it's more like a, and... it's more like living an entire uh, life in a week. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what he does throughout the rest of the episodes. Interesting. Mm-hmm. It kind of ends on a note where it's like one person that was involved in it actually kind of got messed up a little bit with how like psychologically. Yeah. Well, it was a little kid. So like the kid didn't really fully grasp what was going on. So they kind of like, were like, Oh, okay, well we need to kind of turn to this kid and turn the attention to him. And, <laughs> and then he rehearsed how he would fix that situation. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that sounds horrible. Well, I'll have to check that out the rehearsal. Okay. Well, my, uh, my staff pick is hopefully a little less scarring uh, for children, but I, I was going to pick um, Sven Gulli. Um, I don't know how many people are familiar with that. Like, so Sven Gulli is like this old timey, like, monster movie type program. Like there were a lot of these over the years. Um, from what I understand, like this has been running in like the Chicago area for years and years and years. Then it got national syndication somewhere around 2011. Um, and I was first aware of it when I was like cutting the cord, you're doing like the old over the air antenna, like me TVs, just like tons of reruns. But then there's this Fenguli show that's on every Saturday night. And it's kind of like a, you know, think, I think Joe Bob Briggs drive in. It's that sort of thing. Like Svengoolie is the character. He's the host. He's showing you campy, um, typically black and white horror movies from back in the day. You know, they insert a lot of dumb jokes. They insert a lot of um, history on the actors and like the movie. Um, and I've just had like a lot of fun getting back into it. I used to watch it years ago, but like it's been kind of like my routine the past couple months because once um viacom pulled the plug on g4 like a lot of these like cable live cable network things were like looking for like how do we make people happy we'll shove a couple things in there well me tv ended up with like a lot of these lists so now me tv is just included with philo that i stream with so oh i don't have to screw with my antenna so then like what we've been doing is like eight o'clock seven Central every Saturday night, we sit down, we watch uh, Sven Gulli 
for a couple hours and take in these uh, terrible, low-budget uh, horror films. It's a pretty damn good time. My son loves it. My daughter won't watch it. She can't stand the fact that they're all black and white. But Oh, yeah. We've seen some pretty good classics so far, so it's, it's good. I the, highly recommend it. the X-Men it. thing that you were talking about? Is that what that was from? Yeah, that was one of the movies. Yeah, the guy... Yeah the guy with the x-ray vision or something where it was like Dr. Xavier and his superpower was like, you know, to read things with his mind. And I was just like, man, this is uncanny. And I was telling <laughs> Andy, <Uncanny. laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was telling, yeah. I was telling Andy, I was like, this is weird. Cause this came out theoretically the same year, but before the original X-Men did, it was like, so, and they, they refer to, I think it's called the X-Man or something the man with the x-ray vision. So like they basically coined X-Men, Dr. Xavier and touched on like the like roughly what the power was. I was like that. There's no way that there wasn't some influence from that movie to the start of that comic series. And nobody's referenced it, at least as far as I can tell. Yeah. I've never heard of that. I I mean, like I said, I'm kind of a big fan of X-Men. I've been getting into the comics again. So it's like, (laughs) yeah, realizing that it's like, Oh man. The, one, the movie that they showed this last week was pretty dark. Like he was actually like a psychopath trying to murder people. He was like a big fan of like Edgar Allan Poe, which should have scared everybody off. But the one the week before was great. My son and I were just laughing because it's like the fog thing. It was, it was basically like the fog, but without the fog. Um, actually, it was nope because it was just about a cloud that <laughs> wouldn't move on a mountain. So it was just nope. But then when they finally showed the tentacle like monster characters, like cut away like scenes of like a wooden carved man being pulled up by like a string. It's just like <laughs> so funny. It's just so low budget bullshit, but yeah, it's totally family friendly. I mean, those old movies are like more laughable than scary anyway. And it's good. It's a, it's a good waste uh, of a couple hours on a Saturday nights. And I like that old crap anyway. So Sven Gulli it is. Yeah, I've I somehow have missed him. I know he's been really popular in the Midwest, but yeah, I think just, he's been to MGC a couple times, even. Yeah, that would have been. I just never been aware of him. Like I, I just assumed like he was the Elvira, right? He's basically yeah. that. Yeah, without without the boobs, which is kind of a downgrade, I guess. But. Yeah, it's true. It is a downgrade. Yeah, it's cool though. It's it's good low budget popcorn stuff. So yeah. Well, is there, I wonder if there's a way we should figure out a way. Is there a way to stream that at all? Probably. I, I can't imagine me TV as a way to access that. Don't you think online I'd be, he's got his own website too. It's fingooly.com. So I don't know what they post out there if they have old episodes, but I would imagine if you live anywhere in, the Midwest and then even like great lakes region in Canada, you're probably still getting some of it over the airwaves. And yeah, I don't know what other streaming platforms it's on besides Philo, but I'd be surprised if just because, you know, they always, they always try to bundle in those like low budget channels like that, you know, as filler. So I'd be surprised if like YouTube TV and Hulu TV didn't have me TV on there. Looks like they have an app, a me TV app that you can just, do it. Log in free. Watch Sven Gulli. It's great. And then stay, stay afterwards for 30 minutes for Sven Tooney, which is a 
Muppet tuna that dresses up like Sven Gulli and they, <laughs> and they condense a full movie into 30 minutes of like bad jokes and really and stuff. Wow. Yeah. That sounds amazing. Yeah. And then Trevor, the dead video store clerk brings in the movies. He's a, he's a zombie. There, there's last week was great. Cause it was just a, it was about a squirrel who steals money from the rich and gives to the poor. But it was like a dead squirrel that it was stuffed and then they like animated it all creepy. <laughs> it was supposed to be like this happy, like friendly family movie. And it was just uncanny. Like it just it didn't feel right. Like it just looked <laughs> bad. Not good. Yeah, that's. <clears throat> like those low, uh, like just kind of like local things just are seem really cool. That was like Mystery Science Theater. Yeah. It was always cool because that was a Minnesota thing first. Like it was local yeah. thing first before it really got big. And it kind of held on to that whole like cable, you know, local cable feel until the very, I mean, it still is, but yeah. 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 I mean, when we were kids too, it was a lot more common. Like USA had up all night, which was basically a hornier version of this. Um, there was that number dinner and a movie ran on USA for like decades. Mm-hmm. Um, that was kind of the same thing. Wasn't always like horror stuff, but just kind of the same premise of like weird hosting over like low budget movies. I don't know. Yep. The dying art. you enjoy our content head on over to geekade where you're going to find podcasts on video games music comics movies and so much more and uh patreon exclusives like early access to episodes recording schedules all available at geekade.com what's your geek i suppose it's probably time we get into our weekend rental so if you're unfamiliar the weekend rental is the game we pick and we play for every show we kind of sink some time into it and give our opinions on on the on the game and see how they hold up it's generally retro um because that's what we do and uh, we've gone with a turbo graphics 16 game this go around called Somer Assault or Summer Assault. I'm going to go with Somer Assault, I think is probably how you pronounce it. Um, it's an Atlas game, which should get some people excited because at least, you know, it's worth money on the triple graphics <laughs> and it is. Um, and I would context this game as imagine you're playing an action platformer and you're a slinky with a gun. And and you have so does that Somer assault? That's hundred percent accurate. It's Mega Man, but you're a Slinky. Like, what if yep. Mega Man got a power that you were a Slinky, and you could stick to walls? Yep. That's what this game is. Um, it is something that I never got a handle on. Like, right? The controls they work and they make sense. But once you're in a firefight with other enemies, you just lose. You just lose any muscle memory that you could possibly have on how a slinky would control. (laughs) Yeah. 
Yeah, I think you summed that up perfectly. Like they built it the way it should work, but the the added pressure of like twitch reflexes and having to understand the angle at which your slinky is on on any given platform for your gun to work the way you intended it. It yeah, it just does not it would work if they gave you the time to think it through, but they put in this horrendous like 200 second timer. And that is the real challenge in this game is getting through a level before the time runs out. So the main premise or loosely the story in this game is there's like an evil sorceress and she casts like a bunch of uh, enemies into a foreign, like unfamiliar world. And you are the slinky hero who's going to solve the problem. So basically every game is a sin or every level is essentially I would say a maze is kind of what they ultimately go for, especially past the first level that you have to traverse to find the boss room. And then you have to beat the boss. You have to get this all done in these like 200 seconds. And it is just crazy because the level design after world two gets nuts. Yeah. There's, there's absolute mazes on some of them where I, I don't think you could possibly do it without, taking up a couple lives, you know? Yeah. And I think there is unlimited continues, which helps, but you've only got three lives to get through a level. And sometimes that is just not enough. Yep. Uh, There are power-ups sort of, there's one that's really helpful where you can shoot three bullets instead of one that really helps with the bosses. Um, There's one that's super helpful that they throw at you all the time that turns you into a rainbow and inverts your controls. Oh man. Yeah. If you thought it was bad before your slinky is just going every which way. It's like the middle finger of power ups. Yeah. It's terrible. Yep. That, uh, that one <laughs> took me a while to figure out what was going on. <laughs> Cause like a lot of times you'll shoot something really close and you don't even know it was a power up, you know? Yep. Uh, so it took me a while to figure out that that's actually what was happening there. Yeah. Yeah. And there's like a speed power up. You can get a little bit of extra life. And then beyond just like you're slinkying around, you do have a short jump, which basically lets you traverse from like one ledge to another. Like, let's say you wanted to change paths and like go down a different corridor. Assuming the gap isn't too big, your slinky can actually jump and just latch onto either end. Um, yeah. Because you're basically suction cup to everything. And. It's an interesting idea. Um, I just don't know that it. I just don't know at the end of the day, if this is ultimately fun, like it's pretty novel. And like, I had a good time for the first couple levels. Then, like you said, like you're just kind of, you're just fighting what they built into the game. Like it's a game of like fighting past the way it controls. And then it stops being entertaining. And that happens pretty quickly in this game. Yep. I see. I would have liked this game. I mean, you could throw enemies in, sure, here and there. Probably not as as uh, fast and on your ass as this game does. Um, yeah. But I I did enjoy like the maze like qualities of it. So if you didn't have the timer, like actually having a maze and using a slinky and really like, because at least then you can focus on like your power, your, your movement on how you would traverse this maze. Yeah. I think, I think dropping the timer infinitely makes this game more playable. 
I think that's where they really screwed up. It's like that forced gun to your head. Cause you can, you could, if you could take your time and get past like the weirdness, of the controls, like, but you can't, like you just have to charge through these levels. Well, it's crazy with that timer too, because like if you actually beat it, like you got this game done in an hour. Yeah. It's actually true. Yeah. Cause like you have to. So it's just memorization really. Yep. And the bosses. <laughs> Holy my, uh, my mic's arm boom arm suicided itself again. <laughs> That's great. All right. So I guess I'll just hold on to this for a while. Um, you know, I was going to say is the bosses aren't even that challenging. I mean, they, they have pretty repetitive patterns um, and you can usually kind of almost just cheese them because if you get there with an extra life and you've got a decent power up to start with, you can just find a spot, stick to the wall. You're going to take the hits, but you're also probably going to knock them down in like 30 seconds. Cause keep in mind, this is a turbo graphic. So you got this turbo slider and you're just mowing through them and yeah. Turbo is a requirement on this game for sure. hundred percent. Um, the, there, there's a couple bosses where if you find the right spot, they can't hit you, which is always fun in those games where you can be like, Oh, I found the, I found the spot, (laughs) you know? Yep. And usually in the corner, if you sit in the corner, just like on this guy right up here, he, uh, that was kind of the OP move on a lot of these bosses. I liked that the uh, trick to the bull was just like sitting in the wall under the bull's ass. Like, yep. <laughs> just shoot him up a pooper. He's done in like 10 seconds. Yep. I did have trouble with some of the ones later in the game. I don't know how far you got. You got fourth world, you said? Something fourth, like that. Yeah, fourth or fifth. Yeah. Yeah. Not- so I I did 12, all 12, but then it puts you right into a boss rush. You have to go through all of them again. And then there's, I watched the ending, which doesn't seem all that exciting. But, um, yeah, the last few bosses can give you some trouble because they're just kind of like a Medusa heads flying around, you know, that just too much projectile. There's too much projectile to really move because the one thing we should probably describe if you can't tell is, uh, your hitbox varies because as a slinky would, as you're moving, you get, it gets very wide if you're moving in one spot and then kind of condenses down to one and then it goes wide and condenses down. So it's very hard to avoid shots because you can't keep track of like which step you're on. <laughs> yes, most I time. agree. And even in your most compact form, you are still a reasonably sized hitbox. Like yep. for the amount of projectiles, even like some of the mid-level bosses throw at you. So, yep. So this one I got behind me, this crab here, this guy sucked. Um, <laughs> Because he can just constantly, he gets, uh, changes colors and he goes faster and faster and just shoots bubbles. And it it definitely was one of those things where it's like, I don't think you could just sit up here and, you know, uh, avoid these bubbles. There's just no way. It was so fast. So, yeah, you just go down to the ground and you just take the hits and shoot them. Get as many bullets as you can in them. And it pretty much always works. Yeah. As long as you get the lives to spare. Yep. I just looked it up and this one is loose 
150 according Oof. to price charting. So it is an Atlas game. It is a Turbo Graphics game. <laughs> That's a rough so combination. That, <laughs> that feeds into it. But so keeping keeping what we've described in mind and that price point, you what do you give this thing, Andy? On, on a buy rent burn scale, where does it fall for you? Oh boy. Hmm. I guess it would be good for a rent. It's it is something different. It's very novel, like you said. Like playing as a slinky is like, oh, that's a cool idea for a rent, I guess. <laughs> for like a few I, minutes. Yeah, for, for a little <laughs> while. Uh the game there's some gameplay decisions that didn't that could have been better to make this game better, but uh overall, yeah. I will say at the end it shows all the bosses and it kind of goes through the names of the bosses. And looking at the bosses back to back to back, you're like, holy shit, these are personas. Like they're exactly <laughs> characters that Alice like put in their other games as personas. Nice. Nice. Yeah, I'm you? gonna I'm gonna agree with you. It's not bad enough to burn, um, but it's definitely a rental. It's such a unique game that everyone should play it. Just download a ROM, emulate it for a little bit. It just, you're not going to have played anything like it. It's very kind of trippy. Um, also, the fact that you have to enter your, like your date of birth at the start of that game. I don't know how that plays into it other than like your sign maybe, but that's uh, weird. Uh, it, it's just, there's no way in hell you should go out and buy this thing loose for 150 bucks on turbo graphics, unless you're a diehard, it just wouldn't make sense. There's, there's yeah. just not enough there. There's, you know, it's, it's an Atlas thing. So there's always enough good ideas and like interesting ideas to justify playing it. But yeah, as far as buying it, it even it. the levels, there's not a whole lot of variety per se, you know, no. what can you do with the slinky? Right. And once you get past stairs, much fun are you gonna have? <laughs> Yeah. Can you imagine like selling that to a kid though? Like it's a slinky that shoots. I don't know if, if I was a kid, if that would have been exciting. I'd have been like, take all my money. I think. Really? So I'd react. Yeah. yeah, probably. Slinkies with guns. Okay. Yeah. I'm in. Yeah. Well, with that, that's another episode. Episode 140 down. Want to take us out? Yeah. So, uh, We'd like to hear if you would like to uh, let, let's hear the the most fun that you've ever had with a slinky. I guarantee you 90% of it is stairs, right? <laughs> Cause it certainly isn't trying to untangle one. <laughs> no, yeah, you throw them at that point <laughs> yeah. before uh, the invention of like plastic slinkies. Slinkies were a real bitch. Oh yeah. They still make the metal ones. My kid got a metal one and it's like, you get any little bend in those. Oh yeah. It's like all, it's just messed up. It's like, I mean, the metal ones do work so much better, but yeah, they're so breakable. Yep. As soon as it gets that kink in there and it doesn't like it's creased and not uniform. It's like, Oh, I can't even look at the slinky anymore. Yeah. It's over. Yep. So, uh, yeah, you can send those messages to our email at weekendrentalpodcast at gmail.com. You could reach us on Twitter and, uh, Yeah, we'd like to hear from you. But until next time, be kind, rewind. Schlinky.
All right. Do you want to just, I keep thinking of the, uh, it's the Brendan Stimpy one that they make fun of the slinky log. Yeah. It rolls downstairs alone or in pairs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hops over your, it rolls over your neighbor's dog. <laughs> great for a log, snack if log, it's on your log. back it's log 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 i used to have the i literally had the poster with the words printed out on it 